I think the audio is gone. I think so. You guys see it moving around here? My there? shirt looks extra salmon-y. That's another new I've, word that we've made up here on the show. I've decided this is my color. I look tan, too. I've decided this is my color. I think your skin complexion matches. My skin looks tan. I don't know. It looks pink to me. Why? Pink? And look, I'm pasty. I'm pasty, but pink. your skin doesn't look any different than mine. Pink is the new tan. Are you kidding me? Let's not compare right now. I look <laughs> I look like dark. You're I look- just a little bitter that you were on vacation for like a week, and you're no tanner than you were. <laughs> After the fact. I, I just agree to disagree. Oh, you really hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, come on now. Yeah. Come I'm hurt. Now. Um, no, I was on I was on back-to-back vacations. Uh, it must be nice to be you. You're just going on vacations left and right. Scottsdale was awesome, though. Where the heck? What Phoenix, were you doing out there? Scottsdale for bachelor party. Shout, oh, out to the, shout out to the boys, if you're listening. Shout out. Great weekend. Um, I was there. One of, my, one of my best friends is getting married in... June or July, I can't remember the exact date. <laughs> uh Yeah, you he, better, he you better knows get that right. I know it's in. I think it's early July, um, but I mean, I, I've got it on the calendar in my house somewhere, and I have to be there because I'm I'm one of the groomsmen. So, um, but yeah, that was you, you better figure that date. Dude, out. That was a good time. That was a really good time. And uh, Scottsdale for anybody looking for a bachelor party, bachelorette party, friends weekend. I 110% recommend that if you're looking for like big nightlife, but also the ability to go out and do some outdoorsy stuff. Cause we did, I did like an unbelievable hike and, and like boulder climb is what I would call it, I guess. Cause it was like red rocks, like huge red rocks. They weren't technically mountains, but I mean, five, you know, 400 foot high, big rocks. Wow. Uh, and that was really like a cool thing to do out in the desert. And I saw a bunch of cool cacti too, plural, because there's a lot of them. You got that right, dude. There's a lot of cacti. I'm sure there's some stories that you can't go into detail about either. But the trip was a success. The trip was fun, man. The trip was fun. House was house was amazing. Um, weather was perfect, and it was good to spend time with the boys. Oh yeah, for sure. Catching up with people you probably haven't seen in a little while. People we just don't like. We don't normally get that that kind of time together. Yeah. yeah. Some friends that you like. A lot of the time when you're going out to you know going out to catch up for lunch or trying to make it work during the work week. You know what I mean? Like people you just fall fall out of con- like contact with as life goes by. Yep. And so having that like, that time to just hang out and and joke around and you know get a little rowdy. It was a lot of fun. Do you think um, there are a lot of people that go out to Scottsdale for oh, bachelor and bachelorette parties? That's why I was calling it out. I mean, yes. It's like uh, somebody compared it to Nashville, but like way, way more bachelor and bachelorette parties in Nashville. Because hmm. Nashville is known for that. Like you go down to Nashville any given weekend and you're going to run into a bunch of like bachelor bachelorette parties. But this was like, you know, every club we went to, it was you know, every other group you, you talk to was there. You'd either see like the sash that said like bride to be, or you'd see like a little like crown or, but you know, you, you'd go just anybody bumped into. I mean, it was, I'm not kidding you. One out of two would be like a bachelor bachelorette party. So basically there's no locals. It's all just people Most visiting people, for uh, bachelor uh, and bachelor. I think there's parties. probably some, uh, probably, <laughs> probably some locals. Um, you didn't, you didn't pick up on my sarcasm. I did pick up on your sarcasm. I just ignored it. Yeah. I let it I went like this. I went 
and I pushed it down. <laughs> I went, stop. Um, I mean, there probably was. There was one. I have to tell this one story, and I know we, we can jump into some, some more valuable content. This is kind of hilarious. So we went when we went hiking on Friday, and it was me, and I was the only one not hungover. So I was like up right and early, and my two buddies, I don't know how they struggled out of bed because they got home at like 6 in the morning. And we went, and like now by 9 o'clock, I'd been up already because I went. I slept the whole night. I went. I went back to our place at like one o'clock. I was up, and I'm like, okay, everybody's gonna be dead till like about two. And I want to get a cool like park. It's it's. I've never been to Scottsdale. Like I want to go out and hike, and found this cool like this cool park called Papago Park, uh, which had those big boulders you could climb. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. And they they decided like they woke up like, what are you doing? And they decided to go with me. I'm like, okay, great. So we were there, and we were hiking and, and there was just groups of like women everywhere every it, i'm telling you it was surreal just how many different groups of like five or six women were just together like 10 women were just like hiking around here but we're walking this one trail to this big boulder this big like outcrop and we pass by this dude he's got a shirt off he's got a dog with him he's got a few tattoos pretty pretty in shape dude like and he had his dog with him and you could kind of tell like he had that vibe that was like i come here on a regular basis to get exercise like he just the way he was walking you know he he had his dog with him like kind of so we walk we walk by him and my friend yanni goes look at that desert dog and i was like yeah that, that's a desert dog we were joking he's like man i haven't seen desert dogs like that and i'm like that's a desert dog well anyways we were all joking for a minute and then all of a sudden from behind us we hear hey boys is there something I don't know about? And we were like, I mean, he said it in a voice that we're like, this dude is trying to fight us. Like, yeah. Like, we all turned around going like, all right, like, what what's going on? Like, is this guy, like, legitimately sounded like we'd made the jokes about his desert dog when he walked by and he wanted to fight us over it. He goes, we're like, look at him and he goes, well, he's like, no. He's like, I was wondering what all these all these women are doing all over the place. I've never seen this many women in my life at this park. And we're like, oh. And I was like, dude, you should have approached that completely differently. Like, we thought you wanted to throw down with us. He's like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. I was like, dude, <laughs> note to the wise. Like, don't yell at people like that when, when they walk by you. It was a lot funnier in person. Because we, I mean, it sounded like when you hear somebody ready to fight, that's what it sounded like. We're like, oh, come on, like. Right. We're trying to have a nice hike, and we're going to have to, like, talk this local down <laughs> from trying to put a pummel in on us. You just never know these days how a conversation could go and how people are going to react. No, it went, like, completely differently than when we all turned around <laughs> going, okay, here we go. But there was three of you guys and one of him, so you guys would have been I mean, dude, the guy would have been out of luck, yeah, but... Yeah. yeah, still. Anyways, I digress. What? Um, I'm excited to be here today, tonight. Welcome back to another episode. Well, this is episode 27. We appreciate uh, you guys tuning back on in and any new listeners out there. Thank you for joining for your first show. Hopefully first of many. Life-changing for you guys. Life-changing hashtag. Life-changing for us that you're tuning in. Yes, we appreciate it. Seriously. Shall we just dive on into uh, some meaty topics I should have thought of a different word there, but <laughs> I like the meaty. Like this is gonna be like a thick porterhouse. <laughs> yeah. This is like a pound of ground beef meaty. We're not gonna mess around with appetizers. We're just diving on into the a big old twelve ounce steak. Oh, can I give a while we're speaking of steak real fast, I need to give a shout out. 
Go for uh, it. Nelson Castillo, owner of Prime Steakhouse Cincinnati. Mm. Um, went there this weekend and told him it was my brother. I got he gave me you got me called him, he got me reservations for Saturday night. I called him like last Wednesday. Not only did he get his reservations, I mean this is a Prime is right down, right across from uh Nada. It's right off of shoot, I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold on one second. I think that's East Fourth Street. I think you're right, but I gotta make sure I get the exact address. Uh, might not be East Fourth Street. Off of Walnut. Yeah. Right off of Walnut, right downtown Cincinnati. Beautiful location. Unbelievable atmosphere. He got not only got us reservations for eight, but he put us in the it was my brother's twenty first birthday, and he put us up in their private dining room where we had menus that said like custom menus that said happy twenty first birthday chance. Dang. And it was just off the top off the top. Over the top customer service, over the top taking care of us. So Nelson, shout out to you, Prime Steakhouse Cincinnati off Walnut. All of you listeners, that is the, if you're going looking for an amazing date night, they've got live music, they've got great food, amazing low-key atmosphere that you just can't beat it. So shout out and please go there, give them a visit, and I hope to have Nelson on here. I know he wants to be on here soon. If you book a reservation and say unscripted, you might get a free steak. Just Just kidding. Just tell you know Cole, (laughs) just tell them you know Cole Hazenfield, they'll probably give you a give you give you a nod of approval uh, but i really appreciate that so i just want to make sure i give gave him his dues cuz i i didn't know he was going to go to that extent for us i just said i needed a table i didn't say you know he gave us the private room with the menus my little brother's like dude you're a boss like he's thinking like i'm like i didn't ask Nelson for this you like, got the hookup man yeah, that's pretty so, cool so it was cool so anyways i just wanted to before we got into it and i forgot I wanted to make sure i gave him his due cuz i really appreciated that well, since we're talking about local businesses and partnerships here, got to give Patriot Signage and Atlanta Creative another shout out. Made some awesome yard signs for us. I know we were advertising that on our social media over the past week, but we do have some lawn signs available still. So if you guys are interested and you're in the area, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to hook you up. Uh, so again, thank you to Luke and Mr. Keefe and head over to AtlantaCreative.com if you want to get anything blown up and made for your home office, your house, etc. Uh, they make awesome prints. Um, and if you use the promo code LANTA20EXCHANGES, you'll get 20% off your first order. Heck of a deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, for limited time only, we are including free installation with our lawn signs. So this isn't going to last right. forever. That's right. But uh, one of uh, one of the two of us, or Jimmy over there, don't look at me like that, Jimmy. Uh, he'll probably have to ride his bike because he got his license taken. But uh, Jimmy will, will be over there, and we will hand install it uh, with utmost care and you know, it's it's a limited time only, so get get in while the getting's good. We're only covering a two hundred and fifty mile radius. <laughs> if you're outside of that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we have an upcharge of five thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, we gotta make money somehow. Well, all right, let's let's get on into some of that uh meaty stuff. <laughs> that steak, that prime steak. Okay. Set so, on try. Something that I've kind of been thinking about. I mean, there's a lot of things that I uh think about, but we haven't really talked about this particular topic, at least not too much in detail. Uh, but how 
often have you experienced rejection in your life? And I think each of us experiences it, but we might react to it in a different way. But are there any times in your life or moments where it's like, wow, I've been quote unquote rejected. And like, how did you deal with that? Like, did it impact your life dramatically or did you kind of just shrug it off? Well, reject. So you're asking me that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of times in life when you get rejected, right? And it's just, it's all in different facets and different atmospheres or situations. Sure. So you deal with it differently. A, when it, you know, when it's a different experience, right? So being rejected by, let's say, uh, a, a woman that you're trying to go on a date with is going to feel different than being rejected by a boss at work for a promotion or being object, rejected for, um, like something you you wanted to buy and they say no. I mean, rejection comes in a lot of different forms. True. Um, and I don't think we always think of it as rejection. We think of it as like you know we don't like go that deep with it. Mm-hmm. But like I, I mean, we deal with it like pretty consistently. Let's see, consistently in life, uh, I've dealt with rejection a lot, um, especially it, being in sales. Right. Being in sales. I mean, dude, that's when they say like rejection is you have to be able to deal with rejection in sales. It's like. It is so, so, so true. Um, and not only that you have to like deal with it, but you have to to understand like w- like how you're going to react to it and be okay with that because that's like you're putting yourself, you're making yourself vulnerable to be rejected a lot more than the, the average Joe is, right? If you're selling something, like you're putting yourself out there more front of mind and more, you know, forwardly facing i guess like right in front than you necessarily would be if you have like a customer support job or something like that right um so sales i mean that's a perfect example of like dealing with rejection and you have you deal with a lot of it It just depends on obviously like what situation you're in and you know and and what what facet of rejection it is because it can come in like forms of you know losing a deal or you know having a prospect not call you back or not meeting a, a, a revenue goal for that month. I mean, there's a lot of forms of rejection, but I mean, I've dealt with it a lot. So again, we can break that down into several different facets and how I deal with it um, is a whole nother story. I mean, how, how I, how I cope with rejection. Uh, I can, I can dive into that too. I mean, my, like, do you, do you think um, I'm going to jump in here again? Mm-hmm. Cause you're right. I probably asked a couple of different questions the way that I, I pitched that. Is there a right or wrong way to handle rejection? And sure, there are multiple different facets or scenarios in which one can encounter rejection. As you said, it could be a relationship, it could be a business relationship, et cetera. But I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna turn towards you so I can talk. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right here, man. Talk to. Well, me. I just want to look at you because you're. I like your colors today. You're matching. I'm blending into the, in the yeah, couch you're matching, here. Uh, I mean, yeah, there is a there is a right and wrong way to deal with rejection, and you learn that as you get older, and you also learn that from from I mean experiences. I like you know I I always find myself going back to that Hayden is like experiences, situational like perspective, but that is so true. And with rejection, like it is situational, but the one thing that you can control is how you react to it. Amen. Your rejection can be a very big rejection, a very small rejection. It can be a lot to you. It can mean a little to you. Like if I go to the store and I want to get something and they won't give me a discount, that's being rejected. But like mm-hmm. either, either I don't buy it or I just buy it without the discount. Mm-hmm. But if I go to my boss and ask for a promotion and I get rejected, 
that's going to feel like a lot more to me, right? Because that promotion for like my career is a lot bigger rejection than me not getting a discount at a store. So how I handle it and how I and I, and how I react from that is going to change. Um, for me, it's always about you know centering yourself and understanding that you know there's there's things in life you can control and there's things in life that you can you can you can't control. So when you get rejected for something, you have to come back to like, okay, should I take this personally or should I realize that maybe my value lies elsewhere? So I look at myself like if I get rejected for something, is it a personal thing or is it a is there a very good reason for it? Um or is it just, you know, either the values didn't align or what I was hoping for didn't align with what was available. Right. So if you look at like all of the different factors, you can kind of react to it a lot differently. Um, but that takes a lot of like that takes a lot of like practice, to be honest. Like as a kid, you know, dealing with rejections hard as an adult, it becomes it's still hard. So how you react to it and how you frame your, your point of view, you have to be very, very conscious of that, you know, and also not have your eggs all in one basket helps a lot with not being feeling as down when you're rejected. Right. If you are rejected for something and you wage, you know, you wagered all your life savings or something on it, like that's a big deal and that could really impact you. But if you're rejected, but you got some, some feelers out for other things, um, I feel like you can deal with it a lot differently. So again, reject, you know, dealing with rejection or handling rejection. Yes, there is a right way to do it. Um, but do I know that for everybody? Like, no, I don't. I don't know what's going to work for everybody. I know it works for me. Mm-hmm. I have some tips, but quite frankly, like I'm not other people. You know, I have a unique point of view. I have a unique approach to life um, that other people might share, but it's unique to my makeup. Just like we talked about biohacking. Yeah, for sure. I, I think to, to jump in here, though, there are some like recommendations that we could help people with when it comes to dealing with rejection. As you said, sure. Like you as a human being are probably going to deal with rejection a little bit different than I can, but there's still patterns of thinking or, you know, some tips that you can provide people in terms of, well, when I do get rejected, like how should I respond? Cause you went into saying, well, it's not always like what happens to you, but how you react to what it's always how you, you react to it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, give give us an example or give me an example of being rejected with a prospect. Well, I could I mean I can get rejected with like in like I'll I'll even go back to my startup days. Sure, let's hear it. I mean, when I was running when I started my started my own business and you're going and you're reaching out first of all you're trying to figure out how am I going to get money, right? How am I going to fund this? I have some of my own money. That's not near enough, all right? When you figure that out, when you go shit, I can't I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. I need money, right? Well, I can tell you, you're you're going to be humbled really quick when you start meeting with investors because everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. Yada, yada, right? Well, that is the most hard-hitting rejection I think I've ever faced in my life um, was the rejection of, I've got this beautiful idea, this great concept, this great product. Your, ba- I, your baby. My baby. I it's, it's my baby. My baby's not ugly. Your baby's ugly, right? It's, mm-hmm. that, it's that mentality. Like, I know this is going to be successful, and... When people don't align with that, that's very rejecting. Like, that's great. You think that, but I don't think it's going to be viable. Well, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong, right? Um, and so when I when I had uh, some experiences like that, you know, 
going to investors or going and pitching the product or going and trying to land new customers, you were constantly dealing with forms of rejection, either whether they were rejection of giving you capital or rejection of partnering with you or rejection of your idea, right? Like your baby's ugly. I don't, I I don't believe in your idea, right? That's That's, that's hard. That's hard to hear. Um, so the way I dealt with it was telling myself a being a little bit overly optimistic or positive thinking, which saying, you know what? Not everybody's going to have the same opinion I do, Mm -hmm. or not everybody's going to see what I see. And that is okay. Um, and under and 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 repeating that to myself and saying, "Hey, listen, like, not everybody's gonna like it. Not everybody's gonna love you, um, but you got to find the right people." So a lot of that was like positive self talk, um, and reaffirming to myself that you know, again, put it in perspective, taking a step back and going, "Okay, that wasn't personal. It wasn't because they didn't like me. It wasn't because they didn't think I was a good person." It's because they can't see what I can see. And so the way I dealt with rejection and that perspective was you know, a reaffirmation to myself that it wasn't me and maybe necessarily wasn't them. It was the circumstances we were in that they had a different history and background than I do. So their belief matrix is different than my belief matrix. Their, their, their experience is different than my experience. Mm-hmm. And when I do that... You know, and I factor that in. Rejection still hurts, but you don't take it on your own shoulders and reject yourself for it. And I think that's the biggest thing that you have to learn in life is, and that what I've learned is that, you know, you you can't reject yourself just because you've been rejected for certain things. And what I well said, man. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't just let your circumstances beat you down and start saying, well, I'm the problem. I mean, there are things in life that you're going to have to like change and evolve and adapt. But if you sit there and go, man, I'm the problem. It's my fault. I'm the reason this didn't happen. Over and over and over again, you're going to start believing it. And that's really going to shift the way of think- way you, you go after life, to what you do. And that's when you run into these people that or you know, 30 years into their career saying, well, I could have, I wish I would have done this or I could have done this. Um, or they've just been beaten down saying, I'm just working until I retire. Now, that's fine for people to do that. But, you know, I think rejection is a learning experience. You learn a lot about yourself. They say you learn a lot about failing. You learn a lot about yourself from being rejected. You learn a lot about yourself because you realize that you have the mental capacity to push through that and to put it into perspective and to grow. Um, But it's very tough. So I would say, like, my takeaway from that, my, my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My advice. My advice is look at rejection when you have it in any form or fashion and understand that, again, we've talked about this a lot, you can't control everything. Mm-hmm. So because you were rejected for one thing or one one opportunity doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you as a person as much as it does have to do with the circumstances that might be surrounding it and take a step back and look at those. Because a lot of times when you get rejected for something and you take a step back and look, you might understand that like, hey, that like for investors, for instance, right? That investor rejected me. But if I take a step back, they've never invested in hardware technology. They have nothing. They don't know anything about aquaculture. They don't ever get in and precede rounds, right? So no wonder they rejected me. They weren't the right investor for me, right? Um, 
And so putting thing, putting that in perspective and looking at like the details, look at all the other details and go, okay, this is why it happened. How can I avoid that rejection? And when you get in, the, in life, you're going to avoid rejection the older you get because A, you're going to either stop going after things that you're passionate about and also B, because you're going to figure out like how to be more strategic with things you do go after, right? You're going to, you're going to know like what, what to look for, how, how to approach it, what to th- so you can limit that amount of rejection you have in your life, but you're always going to deal with it. So it's just all about looking from perspective. I think there was a lot that you mentioned there and a lot to unpack. And I mean, I'll just add a couple of thoughts and then we can uh, keep moving along here. But yeah, I think it's extremely important to have rejection in your life frequently, to be honest. I mean, as you said, dealing with rejection is never easy, no matter who you are, what the situation is, but how you manage and cope with it, that's kind of what differentiates people. Um, and yeah, there's probably millions of different, you know, ways that you could handle rejection. I mean, for me personally, I kind of take that as a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, like, okay, why was I rejected for this new startup idea? You know, this pitch, as you said, going back to your experience too, like just because someone doesn't fully buy into like what you're trying to promote doesn't mean it's not a bad idea. Like you got to keep going out there. You might need to pivot and make some changes here and there, but like, don't be too discouraged. Don't put the weight of the world on your shoulders because like one person or a few people didn't, you know, agree or like what you were trying to do. And again, I'm talking very specific with the example of a startup and, you know, trying to get investor money. And, you know, you've got plenty of people out there that are like, nope, this just isn't something that I'm willing to invest in. And again, there could be a million reasons why they might not have the experience in the industry that you're in. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a few different reasons, but it's extremely important to one. And I'm just repeating some of what you said. Don't let that rejection like tear you apart. Like they're not necessarily beating up on you and there's probably a better choice of words there, but they're, they're not picking you apart as a human being. They're most likely not agreeing with the idea. Mm-hmm. So like trying to separate between the two might make it a little bit easier um, to recognize, you know, the quote unquote rejection that you're dealing with. It's like, well, it's not like they don't necessarily like me as a human being, but they don't like the idea. And maybe they don't like you either. And you have to learn to have tough skin. And like, <laughs> I think that's, it, right. that, that's important too. Um, I was taught growing up that it's more important to be respected than liked. And that's all that I want in this mm-hmm. world. Like there's going to be plenty of people. And I know there's people out there that probably don't like you and I, I mean, obviously you and I want to make sure that people like us, but at the same time, not everyone's going to buy into what we're, we're trying to promote. And there might be reasons why, and it is what it is. Everyone's got a unique perspective and we're not going to be able to please everyone. I know mm-hmm. I'm deviating into a slightly different no, topic you're, you're there, but spot on though. Yeah. At the end of the day, rejection is important. Trying to manage how to cope with rejection is extremely important as well. Uh, don't be too discouraged. That's kind of what Cole and I are trying to, to share out there. Uh, at the same time, you know, everyone has a different perspective that they bring to the table, um, which I think kind of goes into another topic that we've been thinking about and we've shared briefly, like, and again, using the example of pitching an idea to uh, an angel investor, an investor, um, you know, there's multiple ways to a solution. Like, 
you got to stay away from black and white thinking. And I think that's a dangerous pattern that we're getting into um, as a society where, okay, there's only one option. It's either yes or no. And just because someone tells you no initially doesn't mean you can't find a yes somewhere else. Well, or, or, or or change their mind, right? Or that too. Or yeah. change their mind. I mean, I mean, I look at it and this is a sales thing. This is a, this is a sales, but like no just means we're starting. Like no is just the beginning, right? No means to me is like, okay, there's a no, they've said no. Now let me understand why they said no. But sometimes it's very, sometimes it is like, this is the reason, and this is the reason only. But right, sometimes there's other factors that go into it. Sure. And I think um, to that point about rejection too, that I think, and I'm not perfect by this by any means, but I have, I definitely like see rejection as such a good way to like find out what you need to work on. You know what I mean? Like when you get rejected for something or you get turned down, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, great. I mean, I love to ask the question, okay, why? Like I, I, and a lot of times people don't want to explain that, but if you can get somebody to reject you and then, or, or like a situation like, like, so why is this, this case, especially like in, in the professional, you know, professional setting, right? You, you're telling me, no, you won't hire me. Why? Like what, it, what did I not have? And if you can get them to say like, you didn't have this, this and this, you know, great. Now I know I'm going to get the next one. I, next opportunity I have, right. Or you need to do this, this and this. Great. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback. I'm going to go do that. I'll be right back. You can go do that. Come, you know what I mean? So I think we've talked about that before, but I just love, and that's another, like, that's kind of t- touching into, like, that that constructive feedback, right? Right. Of, like, okay, I got rejected. Like, tell me why. What, you know, and, it, and you're not always going to get that why. I mean, right? You get rejected. If you're if you're single and you're out <laughs> at a bar and you're hitting on some ladies and they're like, yeah, not going to happen. Because you're ugly. Why? You don't, you don't <laughs> right. always want to know why. Right. Um, but I think it's, like, Super, super important. Again, it's also I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you, Aiden. Do we look at things as rejection too much? Meaning, like, do we take things and go, oh, like I let myself feel like that's I'm being rejected instead of being like, you know what, like, hmm, like let's look at it from a different perspective. Like, this is an opportunity to get better. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think we're more focused on what isn't going right than all of the successes in right. our life, like. Again, if you're having a great day and, you know, someone bumps in you as you're walking down the street and you get ticked off, like that instant could maybe ruin your entire day or the rest of your day. Or you could react and say, okay, like, you know, this guy bumped into me. It stinks, you know, it might have hurt or whatever, but like you, you, you move on. So, again, that's just a an analogy or an example of like, recognizing the bad versus like well, there's so much good going on in our life and there's probably a way better way to describe that but yes to answer your question directly i would say that as human beings we focus way too much on what's not going well versus everything that's going right and there's a lot of good in this world more good than bad 100 percent. yeah so you're a good guy oh thank you i mean i surround myself with with good guys and you blend in the couches too <laughs> and i do that too um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's really important to not only though recognize again, going back to rejection and some of the black and white thinking, but also we, we've said this and this is one of my, uh, favorite phrases these days is a lot of stuff is relative or subjective just because someone quote unquote rejects you 
and let's say they do provide, you know, a reason for why. Well, the person sitting right next to them, and again, these are all hypotheticals or examples, might actually love your idea. So that's where it's, it's you know, hit or it miss, is. and you take it with a grain of salt. Like when sample talk, size, man. That sample too. Size. That sample size you, well, you does matter. You're hitting on a sample size. Yeah. Like, like you're rejected by one person. Like whoop, you freaking do. Right. And using our podcast as another example, like, and we've gone back and forth on this, Cole. There are some people that, you know, enjoy episode number 10. And then there's some people like, yeah, I thought that one was so-so. But that's the great thing. Like, we're building out a library of different topics and conversations. And it's all going to be relative at the end of the day. It just depends on, you know, what you're promoting, talking about, and who the person on the receiving end is. Well, at the end of the day, we just want our listeners to have, like, the best lives and the best tidbits they could take from this yeah we're trying to and if they don't take it from here they could take it like you said from episode 10 or episode 15 and if they got something good out of that and they're like let's go let's get the day going right that's what we want exactly that's what we want we're trying to share some positive vibes make other people have good lives as well sharing some tips and tricks along the way again cole and i will say this till the day we're we're dead we're not perfect you know we're, we're sharing what we believe is true, some of which will probably pivot and change your mind over time. And I think that's what makes people smarter is they learn from their mistakes and they're willing to, you know, form new opinions and understand different points of view. But again, Cole and I are here just having some organic conversations. Uh, 100%. I wanted to add something um, to people that feel rejection Especially because this is something that's 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 heavy on my heart because I've I've known people that don't go after like professionally things they want to mm. because of a fear of rejection, and we've talked about dealing with rejection, handling rejection, but I feel like we haven't, and we're doing this whole. I mean, we're, we're going all in on rejection here because that's a big mental and physical toll on our bodies to be rejected for things mm-hmm. and on our our mentality and our mood. And I've I've just heard a, over the years um, people not going after things because of fear of rejection. So my I guess what I'm wondering, Hayden, is how do you get past that? Like, what is some advice you can give people for getting past or getting over and taking that leap and not, you know, getting past that fear of rejection? Because I think that's a big thing that holds a lot of us back in life. Like, what you know, what would you say to people that are going, "Hey, I want to go after something, but I'm not going to because." Because we've talked about starting things, right? We've talked about like jumping in and starting something and being motivated, you know, all this stuff. But I feel like, you know, that fear of rejection is kind of an underlying theme, right? Rejection as in failing. Call it fear of failing or fear of rejection. I mean, they're kind of one and the same, right? Because if you fail, you know, and if you're starting a business and you fail, it's because you probably got rejected by clients. I mean, and you couldn't get past it, right? Or you got rejected by a partner or whatever it is. So I feel like they kind of coincide from each other. So what about the people that are worried about fear of rejection in their professional career whether it's you know for a for a change in scenery from a different company or a job or this or that what would you say to get people off their ass it's a heck of a question i'll start with that i think that's probably the worst thing that you can do is to not pursue pursue your dream or choose to do whatever you're, you're trying to do but you're you're afraid to do it so you won't do it like yeah, everyone is afraid of, of trying new things, whether they're willing to admit it or not. No one really knows what they're going to do, you know, 10 years down the line. Now they might have an idea of what they would like to do, but it's all right to, 
again, we we've said this phrase, be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is like building, you know, a muscle or learning a new language. It doesn't come very easy, but it's just something that you got to kind of jump into and continue to, you know, deal with it and react in the, the right manner. Um, you know, for, for us using the podcast as an example, and I know I always use us as an example, but I, I think it's, it's a good one to keep pushing out there. Like we probably have no business, you know, starting a podcast, but we have that mindset of, we're going to go out here and give this everything that we've got. We're going to try to push good content. We're going to try to learn and share that with other people. We're going to get on other people's shows and there's going to be times where people, one, don't want us to be on their show right. or vice versa. So we're going to deal with that rejection. And it's like, if we thought of all those things, you know, at the beginning when we both, you know, sat down at, uh, where was it? Panera. Panera. And we were like, well, you know what? We both want to do this, but we're afraid that, you know, someone's going to say no, they might not like us. Like, who gives a shit at the end of the day? Right. I would be more disappointed looking back and being like, well, you know, we could have had an awesome business or a podcast, but, you know, we, we didn't do it. Like, we're more afraid of the reactions or the opinions of others than we are with, like, just live your own life. I think you said that so well, and I think what, you know, just to add to that is we like to assume the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that causes our fear of rejection to go from here to here, right? We, If we assume that something's going to go wrong, that negativity you're talking about, right? We we take that like that negative factor and we go, okay, I'm going to let me let me let me let me sit around and dwell on it for a little bit, and then our minds go negative, 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 negative. negative. I'm definitely not going to do it, right? Right. And then we don't do it, and we say, well, it wasn't good for us, and, it wasn't. and instead of that, right, what we need to do is say, okay, you know. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is it doesn't work out. What's the best that could happen? Your life changes. Right. I like the the second part of that. We've all heard like, well, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like that that's that's common knowledge, I'll say. But that's but that's like I, I I'm gonna reiterate that for all our listeners. I had a teacher in grade school that has stuck with me to this day, Joseph Hardesty. I don't think he works at Turbot anymore, but he said, what's the worst that going to happen? They can say no. What's the worst that going to happen? Oh, yeah. Right? 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 What's the worst? Now, I'm not saying go jump off, go jump out of a plane, skydive, and, and say, yourself, what's the worst going to happen? I could die. Man, it's, you can, skydiving's fine, but what I'm saying is like, what's the best? What's the worst that going to happen? Mm, what's the best going to happen? And lean into the what's the best. What is the best? Yep. Look at that and pour emotion into it, knowing that that would be great if it had happened. I'll be right where I'm at if it doesn't. A lot of the times we will. We'll be right where we're at if it doesn't happen, or we'll learn a lot. So either way, we're going up. Either way, we're moving that we're moving that needle in the direction that's bringing us closer to who we really are as a human being, bringing us closer to who where we want to be, right? And we're we're like we're, we're creating character. Right, and I think people with character are super interesting people, and people with a lot of character have usually leaned into things a lot. Yeah, you got to be willing to take risk in life, and things might not always go your way, but how you respond, you know, defines who who you are and builds that character, as you mentioned. I love, I love people with that. character, man. Yeah, I love people with character. So, 
No, I uh, I just think, you know, I'd like to do a whole segment, you know, because we talked about sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. I want to come back to that soon, talking about how to deal with rejection and sales and overcome things and, 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 and you to chime in on different marketing tactics and, and how to, like, use customer feedback to get better and stuff like that. I think that'd be super interesting tie into this. I mean, it's a whole other conversation because I'd really like um, to share some wisdom on that. Uh, that whole dynamic of, of first of all, how do you limit, you know, mitigate your risk of rejection in sales? Because it's very possible. People, you don't realize the longer you're in sales and the smarter you are about it, the lower your failure rate gets, man. The better and the more you polish your craft, the more you like focus and think and like dig in, you can become an expert and like you can take that losing percentage from like 80% to 70% to 50. And then you're like, okay, I'm winning one out of two deals. And then you go from 50 to 40. And then you can get from 40 to 30. And then, and now it's like four to five deals you're closing. Like you're you're not losing deals. And there's a way to do that. And it's all about being like strategic and dealing with rejection, but also not putting yourself in positions where rejection is, is evident. You know, you call the wrong prospect at the wrong company, you're going to get rejected. So I want to, again, that's a totally different thing, but I'd love to share some. I'm really, I had a conversation with a coworker about that today, actually. I told him I wanted to be the best salesperson to ever walk the planet. Heck yeah, man. I love it. I was like, I want to be the best. I want to know everything there is to know. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be plenty of people hearing stuff like that that will laugh. And it's like, who cares? Right? No, I want to be the best. Like, I want to yeah. be, be, be the best podcaster. Like, Same, man. And if we fall short, look where we'll end up. We'll still be pretty damn good. But yeah, yeah, the mindset is I want to be the best. And sometimes it takes, you know, a little while to kind of really, you know, fathom that and understand, but you you need to have that mindset of I want to be the best. And only you know what that means for yourself. And that's why I think I've even said this before on a show, like you hear the post-game press conferences of, you know, these professional athletes and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like the best. It's like, well, are they really the best? Like you can obviously debate that, but like, they don't really care what you think. Right. They're <laughs> like, like, I know this, uh, this is my craft. I know the effort I'm putting in. Right. I'd spend 10,000. You heard that song? Oh yeah. And not to go down a rabbit hole, but if you got critics out there that are chirping and aren't putting in the time, like, and have no skin in the game, who, who cares? Chirp, 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 chirp. Let them chirp. Their baby. voices mean nothing. Right. Absolutely. Let, let them keep nothing. Chirping. Like if someone's out there, you know, ripping on our show, which look, we're learning, we're pivoting. There's probably some things that, you know, we can work to improve upon, but if they're adding some negative comments out there, we're going to kind of ignore those. Like, okay, are you out there trying to push good content? Are you, you know, putting yourself out there? Are you trying to learn and discuss and discover different topics? More times than not, the answer is no. So why do we even care? Yeah, give if you're not going to give us constructive feedback, don't give us feedback. Great point. Constructive <laughs> feedback is basically what I was trying to spit out, but Cole saved me there. And we yeah. talked about that on the previous episode. On the, check out episode 26. That is right. Look at that. There's, there's Cole a plug for a way 26. To plug back into some previous episodes. Cole, I say we wrap things up here. You know, I'm tired of feeling rejected and talking about rejection. <laughs> I'm feeling rejuvenated talking about rejection. Good. I think that's such a... It's a powerful conversation to talk about. And it's not an easy conversation. As you said, to to kick things off, 
There's a million different scenarios for, you know, how one encounters rejection in their lives in different settings. But again, more times than not, it goes back to like, how do you respond to that rejection? Don't beat yourself up too much. And it's all right to deal with rejection in your life. That means you're doing something worth a damn, right? Sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it lasts in the practice. Give yourself a day and move on with life. Well said. I, you know, I try to give yourself one day. Okay, one day to be shitty about this rejection. I got one day to be upset. One day. And I'll take as much. If I need the whole day, I'll be. I'll take the whole day. Next day, I'm not allowed to be rejected anymore. Amen. Take that. Take that with a grain of salt, too. I mean, it's not always that easy, but it's all relative. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, I think we've got uh, a pretty exciting guest coming on here soon. Actually, this week he's coming on. Yeah, the episode will go out uh, Friday. No. Yes. Friday. Friday. I can't do math in my head. My brain's working overtime right now. Yes, we've got an exciting guest coming on later this week that will go live later this week, being Friday, as Cole mentioned. And we have some other exciting guests lined up too. So continue to reach out to us if you'd like to be on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Please continue to share any constructive feedback as we continue to grow over here at Unscripted Exchanges. That being said, have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, afternoon, whatever time of the day it might be, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.